Welcome to Spaghetti Launchers, our world-building podcast, where we throw spaghetti at the wall and it's up to you with sticks. I'm Kyle. I'm Ethan. On today's episode, we will be discussing dead empires. And by dead empires, we mean fallen empires of the past, ancient civilizations, insert whatever buzzword you like. An empire that no longer exists, which is usually found in every fantasy world. Sure. It doesn't even necessarily have to be an empire. It can just be a a, civilization. civilization, It exists in our world, too. That's why archaeologist is a profession. That's why we always reference things like ancient Rome or the Mayans. You just thought about the Roman Empire. (laughs) You just lost the game, too. You just lost the game, um, bruh. We, we, we talk about the Mayans and the Aztecs and, you know, the Persians and, you know, mm-hmm. like, all these... The Ottomans. I mean, like, any ancient civilization. They're all very relevant and they're all around all the time. Because and, they're the foundations of our society. They're yes. of, of our world, of our global community. And there's a great video, which is the impetus for, I think, this video, this concept for us, uh, from Matt Colville. Uh, shout out to Matt Colville, fantastic YouTuber and uh, all-around D&D content creator. If you don't know who he is, you should get on it. The video but, is aptly called Dead, Dead Empires. Empires. <laughs> and um, I, I think the key thing that he points out in that is that it's like a staple in RPGs for a reason, which is often... It's where the magic items come from. It's where the loot comes from. It's why these things exist that can't be crafted now. They were crafted by this civilization that no longer exists. Yeah. I think Mass Effect has one of the greatest dead empires ever in that they have the this these superstructures that run the universe now. Yeah. But they... No one they knows were, how they work. They because they were work. invented by a long dead empire. Uh-huh. Um, or so they think. Uh-huh. And it's phenomenal. But yeah, like it's it's a it's an explainer for magic. It's an explainer for things that exist in this world that need to exist and need to be standard, but are not recreatable. And it's a great way to in a world give an explanation without detail. Is to just yeah. say, oh, it's from the empire. Oh, it's from the empire. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, and cool. and they don't have to like you, you know because even like the the loot thing and the, the explainer shit. Like, yeah, that's real. It could also just be like it's cool to have the empire that was before, right? Because it's usually like it creates a lot of social change and whatever. And like we all, every world builder, if you're listening to this podcast, you've probably created an empire in your head before or on paper before because that's just part of the the game. Yeah. That's the fun of it. Because we all grew up on Earth, and on Earth, speak for yourself. we talk about this shit. So, yeah, yeah, here we are to pitch our own dead empires to each other. And from a and from a world-building perspective, you know, one thing that's important to touch on here, from a storytelling perspective, one thing that's important to think about here when we're discussing dead empires is what Matt Colville calls a time abyss, which is when your characters, through interacting with the world... Learn Somehow, how far back it was. Exactly. Learn how ancient something is. Mass Effect does that really well. Lord of yeah. the Rings does that really well. Yeah, lots of things. Um, it's yeah, it's setting up the 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 knowledge of how removed you are from this thing. Right. It's like when you go to a museum in the world and you <laughs> yeah. see like a thing that's ancient, like from four thousand BC, versus you see something that is from nineteen ten. Right. There's a, there's a massive difference, but it can be hard to grasp. Yeah. But if you but if you say something is from fifty thousand BC, right? What does that even mean? 
But yeah, what does that even mean? I don't know what 50,000 BC looks like. No one does. Right. And yeah, like if you could, but in a fantasy world or in your world building, you could fucking just make, you could say this is from 1 million years ago. Uh-huh. And like, that's nuts. The, it's hard to fathom. The Numenera but. game setting does that. And does uh, yeah. yeah, where it's the, the earth, it's 1 billion years into the world's future. Yeah. And so the technology has advanced so much that it's become it's indistinguishable magic. from magic. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think it's fun for these dead empires. You know, we always talk about them in sort of these glowing or reverent terms. You're going to give me shit again because, again, I'm going to reference Dragon Ball Z. But, like, every time that This is Vegeta... our second episode of the night, and it was heavily involved <laughs> in the up. last one. Fuck off. It's uh, any fucking time that Vegeta starts waxing poetic about the great Saiyan. He's like, oh, are you ready to see a power that hasn't been seen for thousands of years? It's like, well, what the fuck have these people been doing for thousands of years that they just let their grandparents peak and then just wrote it yeah. all the way through society. And then you look at modern society, you're like, oh, yeah, that might happen. Yeah, bit. it's the yeah, the empires are often revered, but n- not for good reason or th- falsely. So falsely. So I think is fun. And I think I think it's also fun if they're revered in real terms like oh they did something good and they were destroyed by a thing that sucks right like there was a cataclysm they're gone that's a tragedy yep and then there's the ones that are just like yeah no they were bad they just did a bad job they they were shit they were cruel everything about that sucks Mm -hmm. like all those options can be fun right it's entirely up to you yeah anyway so let's get into the the menu here well what is the subscription i see for yours ethan i can't quite read it Ooh, uh two words are time abyss okay well you just said time abyss. All right. What about you? Empire on a mountain. Variation of city on a hill. Yeah. That's, nah, what, nice. that's, that's what I was going for. I was nice. like, does he even get that? Or is that too cool. obscure? Nah, I like that. That's good. Is it shining? No. Just empire on a mountain. Because no, the quote is def- technically like shining city on a hill. Yeah. It, it, it is a non-shining city <laughs> on a hill overlooking a... A photophobic. <laughs> a, a shining valley below. Ah, interesting. Okay. All right. I dig that. I dig that. Yeah. All right, who's going first? Uh, rock, paper, scissors. Ah, damn. I, I'm going first. You're going first. Kyle beat rock with paper. And we're going to leave in the audio of two grown men playing rock, paper, scissors for 10 seconds. Um, okay, so my idea, as I just was kind of teasing up, is that it is a, there's a, a formerly uh, existing empire that was built in a mountain range. Mm-hmm. Think, you know, somewhat um, Incan you know they're they're in this mountain range but the key is that it is a sharp drop into a a beautiful vast valley below okay um with you know river running through it a very little bunnies hopping like a very um fertile uh like agricultural plains like this is it you know like paradise it's paradise in, in a way sure as you're down in this valley which is where people currently live the mountains are now uh, no one lives there anymore. Okay, it's too cold. What the empire that was there had built some sort of system to make it viable, or it was viable at the time, whether due to climate or due to like, um, like some issue that struck. Maybe it was some earthquake started coming in. Maybe it was there was a, a monster, or beast, or a curse, or, or like a poison. I don't know. People no longer live there. Sure, but the but the the outline, the structures the the giant structures these this mega like empire built in this mountain range structure is still present yes, and it, it but, is. but but it is a it is a 
Is it made out of the body of a dead giant thing? No. Damn it, Kyle. It is the body of a dead giant thing, the <sighs> Empire. Um, but it is a a like a haunting memory that sits there and stares down at the people in the valley who still live there. Yeah. And the valley's doing well. Everyone lives there. Like this is where the kingdom of whatever now is. Mm. And you know, it didn't be kingdom. But just it, this is where civilization is in this valley where things have always been pretty good, but they look up and they see this, like, um, this memory that's, and it's, and I'm going with this, this is not a recent, this is a pretty recently deceased dead empire. Okay. Like within the past century. Got it. It's not super old. Okay. So this is more equivalent to like going to Paris and touring Louis XIV's palace. Yes. But if Louis XIV, it's more, it's more akin to going to Chernobyl. Oh, okay. I see. I got it. Because it is... So you're, so you're incorporating a catastrophe, a cataclysm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, whatever got the it. thing was, it could be that... And I don't know what that catastrophe is. That's up to whoever. Sure. M- my thing was that this is now empty. And it could be occupied again. The empty throne. Yeah, maybe. There's probably a room that, you know, is a throne room. No, that's, I, 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 yeah. that was... I would imagine that's part of it what it could be called is the empty throne yeah and so it's if you wanted to go there you can it is i think i you could do it the chernobyl way where it's actually it's dangerous to be there right from a like you can't physically be in the space without dying every second or it could be that you can go there but there are monsters or whatever that you have to you have to deal with it could be whichever you want it to be um but um it could be there's like and i I think I'd prefer it to be more that you can go there. You can adventure through this place. Yeah. But there is, there's gotta be an incentive to go there. Exactly. Because up there, there's still plenty of these. I mean, this was a, a, a robust empire that had, mm-hmm. that had made great things. They had powerful things at their disposal. You Weapons, can go, armor, jewels, treasure, loot of, of all kinds. Right. And so treasure hunters want to go there, but it's really hard to go there because, you know, I, and I, I think it works well to have something like, um, the smoke monster from Lost. It's mm, a great example yeah, of, yeah. of some like some creature like that. Uh, a book that I have referenced before, and it's sitting here called The Ember Blade. Had a, a, as we're talking about this, it's reminding me of a, of a section of that book that has something like this, where they're in like a great uh, former castle complex, this huge place that they are being chased by some creatures mm-hmm. that will destroy them, but they can't destroy the creatures, and so they have to just get away. And it's just it's it's just like a how do you make this happen yeah something like that like very there's a there's a lovecraft story i'm listening to all of the uh, all of lovecraft's writings right now which yeah. is fucks with your head if you do it too long uninterrupted i, I will say that yeah maybe um, just listen to something light i do i i've now figured that out yeah um but there's a great book where it describes adventures going and exploring one of the lost what they discover later to be one of the lost cities of of Rila, where um where uh, Cthulhu lives uh-huh. and encountering creatures and they can't see them. And so they have to chase, run away from it, from this terrible unseen beast. And then there's one guy who turns around and looks back and sees the creature and they go mad. Um, I think that that's a great thing to bring up because it works well that this would be a good horror RPG. Yeah. That it, it didn't have to be full horror, but you create that, but it, it is a tension building one where it, it's a thriller where it's, that like the atmosphere of you are in you are in 
these ruins of an empire yeah. that are vast and they are a ghost town. Yeah. And there is something here. There's plenty, there's stuff here that you can't see. You don't know what it is, but you feel its presence. The Chernobyl reference makes me think that depending on how you wanted to have the empire end, there is, it's a great way to bring in a Feywild type environment without actually having it be the Feywild. Because if you just are dealing with like magical fallout, magical radiation, yeah, then yeah, that's a very good reason for why there would be a flail snail roaming around up there. Just this eight <laughs> yeah. foot tall well, snail with flails on its tail, right? You, like you, you just love flail snails. Um, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I think it doesn't work for it to be Feywild because I think the reclamation thing has to be like climate specific. Like if this is a mountain, and they had tamed the mountain somehow, but they they're gone. Hmm. The mountain climate would come back. I think. I, I think you'd end up with it. It, it is like there is. I got you. There's like I see what you're there's saying like, now. There's yep, like yep. snow buildup in places. You have to dig up the snow, or like there is um, some spots are like maybe a little bit more green, depending yeah. on like how. Because in my mind, maybe the frost giants come back. In my mind, these these mountains are are not that intense realistically. Okay. They are not, we're not talking about the Himalayas. We're, I mean, there's a valley right below. So sure, like, sure. it's not that crazy high. Um, and so maybe and vegetation is an option, but it feels like it would be a bit harsher, a bit windier, a bit whatever. So like, I don't want it to be too nice can in this reclaiming, rec, rec, in nature's reclaiming of it. I don't want it to be too nice. Can you imagine the psychology of... You know, you know, there's one of my favorite things is always seeing um, overhead pictures of Cairo, because in every movie you see pictures of the Great Pyramids of Giza as if they're in the middle of the desert. And we were talking about it this weekend. And then you turn around and it's like, oh, no, in real life pictures, Cairo's like half a mile away. Yeah, yeah, it's right right there. And so imagine the psychology, though, of living in a city like that and then turning around and seeing these tremendous works that your ancestors made. Yes. Right. What what does that do to you psychologically? Right. It's similar. Like, I mean, we live in Washington, D.C., right? We have the White House and the monuments here. Like to be able to go and see them and touch, you know, these parts of history. That's a very cool thing that not every city or location has. Yep. And and it does sort of change the way that you feel about a, a, a home or a location. That's a good point. And that's why I really wanted to have the, the looming vision of it up there. Because like in like Egypt, like you know the history and like there is like a long tail of that and it doesn't necessarily end it doesn't end in a catastrophe. Yeah. And in this case, it's looking at um a coffin. Yeah. Oh, great. Like a sarcophagus. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's a sarcophagus for a civilization. Mm, that's and you, beautiful. And you've yeah. got to look at it every day. And that would fuck with you a lot because you don't know what happened up there. And that's you probably the knew people who were up there. Yeah. And all you know now is that it's... It's a husk. It's a husk. And you can't... Like, you, mm-hmm. if you go there, it's incredibly dangerous. And you're safe. You are not... You have been ill affected or unaffected for decades like you, you you know it doesn't matter down here. yeah but whatever was up there is kind of scary and you get to the point where like it starts to become a little bit less of a of a thing but say you know say you're a kid you don't remember like you're just like oh there's just some like structures or buildings or whatever it's like it's normal but then you talk to your grandpa mm. and he was there mm. he remembers that all of a sudden there was a great commotion and mm-hmm. screams and noise and then and silence the trampled yeah just complete silence from the, the, the mountains. But previously, you, you would hear 
the commotion of the city normally, the everyday buzz, and kind of sweeping over the plane. And now it's there's a deathly silence, silence instead. I love this as as a setting, right? Yeah. And it just it's it is again sort of it's part of the world. It is not the main focal point of the story necessarily. It can be yeah. if you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. And I love that. The um, unfortunately dark headcanon that's been building in my head this whole time though is that the land in the valley is so fertile uh-huh. because maybe not the end of that empire, right? But the early stages of that empire were, were vicious and cruel. Yeah. And the valley was a mass grave. Yeah, maybe. And that's and it's why like, the land is so fertile under it. It's, now. Like, it's like the ghosts of those uh, of them went to go, take down the, the maybe empire. i don't know maybe maybe that's what happened but yeah. like the the literal like the bodies became fertilizer for yeah, yeah. the earth yeah i mean that's a that's a dark sentiment and you know could, could be could be interesting but it one. could be cool storytelling too to have yeah. like oh what happened there was a, a solstice or a planetary alignment and all the spirits came back and <laughs> went and took their revenge yeah <laughs> yeah could be yeah could be anything so i don't that's just sort of the headcanon that i i was was kind of building in my head there yeah but again as a setting that's my uh, my idea. As your bowl of nudes. Now, Ethan. Me? Tell me about your... What was your idea? Is my turn? <laughs> what was your suggestion? My turn? Yeah. Time abyss. Time abyss. Um, like, tell me about the time abyss, buddy. Again. Again. In a world. In this world, there is evidence and ruins all around you of a great civilization in the past that fell due to some similar again to you unknown calamity right maybe it was a weapon they were trying to build that went wrong maybe it was a creature they were trying to study that classic dead empire doesn't matter no one knows what happened but clearly something went wrong and as the uh, i I haven't quite figured out what the incentive is i will leave that up to the storyteller um the the protagonists in this in this world are going about exploring this this world and these ancient ruins trying to find it they have an impetus or a reason to discover and go digging into the war into the ruins to find exactly what happened um, maybe there's a threat coming and they've heard legends of the great weapon that caused the destruction of this world and so oh maybe we have to go find it again right and go digging for it. it's the only thing we can do to stop the shadow demon whatever i don't care in so doing though you start finding as you go through this you start finding records of things that exist currently in your world and you keep digging and you keep exploring and you find increasingly eerie commonalities and parallels between the world before finally after time and investigation and and a growing sense of uncanny and unease, you discover that this dead empire is actually the future of your civilization. That during the calamity, in an attempt to undo the calamity, the mages in the future cast the city or the empire or even the entire planet through a time abyss into the past 
thus seeding the own their own generation of of the future. It's a little it's it's wonky. It's weird. It's yeah. I'm like uh, it's very timey wimey. But I, I think you saw my facial expressions. I did. I was yeah. like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. But um, it's basically I like this idea of yeah. Of I think it's the future cool. civilization getting sent hurtling through a time abyss into the past and somehow seeding its own creation. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a when it's not about self fulfilling prophecy. It doesn't have to be where it's just this continuous loop. Yeah. It's just. It can be if you want it to be, but yeah. it doesn't have to be. And then you get to the time time traveling stories are fucking annoying. Right. Uh, because people are always get stuck on like, well, it has to happen that way. Right. No, it like, doesn't. Like, oh my you. God. It can no, be whatever the hell you want it to just be. Just like, yeah, fucking hand wave it. Right. I think it's very cool because I like, I love any story. It, I, 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 I've definitely tried to see if I could build around this and do it of the, like that concept of, discovering you're actually in like the end times whatever like right like there was a story that there was an idea i think i saw it on reddit or whatever i I don't remember where but the idea that you discover a artifact in a fantasy world like in a DD campaign or something and it's an artifact but then as you describe it you're describing an object from our world yeah you you describe a baseball right and you and and like but you describe it in the most foreign language possible so that it, it sounds bizarre right and then it's like no that's a baseball like you like you describe i think a version that i was gonna do was like describing a um like a a highway sign saying how far to like a city of some kind and like describing that and then really like in that with the intent to have it click right you are in your world right way 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 in the future very planet of the apes yeah very planet of the apes yeah right which I, was, I was like, I was like, there's a famous example, and I was like, it's playing. But it's yeah. amazing, and it it lasts. It's st- like I yeah, I, it's a classic. It, for and you, I They're still get another chills one. when I see the. God damn it, I still get chills when I see the original, though. Right, like because yeah. it is that good. Yeah, and th- this has a similar DNA to that mm-hmm. um, as an idea, and because, well, so the people in this city, how far? Like, okay. Mages cast it back. Right. Say, go. Do the people there know that this happened? They don't. And so this is where, like, the time duration starts, you know, like, how far ahead into the future is the civilization, right? Because if all of a sudden they're surrounded by different stuff, right? No, I'm saying that, sorry, I I should have clarified, in my imagination, this was a last-ditch effort. Like, nobody survived. This was, like, the end of the calamity. So, or maybe a result of the calamity. So who, but then how how is anybody there to... So there there is nobody left. There is, because there's something about, as it goes back, it, it creates the seeds for life again. That's why I say, like, I have to get the timeline right on it. The idea, yeah. It, it, it gets a little, again, timey-wimey. Um, yeah, that's that's difficult to do. But may, but it's, uh, that was sort of my thinking, was that it sort of would somehow cause the, the catalyst for life to grow. I think. But it doesn't necessarily have to. Or alternatively, if it did, it would give some sense of, like, oh, my God, we really are that close to the end time. If, like, this is you start seeing notes about stuff that is happening currently, you realize that the end time is coming sooner than you thought. Yeah. I think, I think there's, because like if you're trying to create that moment of discovery that like, fuck, this is 
for us from the future. Mm-hmm. I think that that if you get too stuck on that conceit, it will be hard. Yeah, I think you throw that out, and 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 you you are less beholden to the logistics that are so challenging to do, and yeah. instead you could just make it that that you're cast back in time, and maybe it's a not a lot of people have survived. Yeah, and maybe you could do it where it's just the mages and whoever exists, like they keep it a secret. They swear themselves to secrecy mm-hmm. amongst each other because mm-hmm. they don't want the future generations to be burdened by that knowledge, and they want them to 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 go forth and to find a new path. Right. So not and, to so as not to create a, a self-fulfilling prophecy right. that they intentionally yeah. hide this. Yeah. And they don't tell their children and when they all die so does the secret. Yeah. That seems like like, like an obvious that's one. That's great. Yeah, that's that, fine. That one works, but you could also do it where everyone is aware. And instead they're actively trying to do things differently and these mages are saying this is the these are the decision this is our oh, decision tree from cool. last time yeah this is our history you, you all need to know it and you need to do the fucking opposite of what we did every time right right because you need to get far away from where we ended up right and if you like if, if you don't you will all die imagine that pressure but like but there yeah. has to be a reason there has to be something i like that so let's explore that there has to be something Sort of like, you know, dark side of the force, like where it's like, yes, this is the path to easy power. This is the easy path to power, right? There has to be something where not following the path that led to catastrophe makes life hard. You see what I mean? Because yeah, like, there needs to be a tension. A moral there. choice. Not necessarily a moral choice, but a a a like there has to be something about the path that led to destruction that is yeah. tempting. Because otherwise, yeah. it's like, okay, well, just don't do that. Yeah, it's just easy. Yeah. Yeah, like, it has to be the easy choice is to go the one that was destructive. Correct. Even um, knowing that it was destructive. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't know, like using fossil fuels. Um, yeah, I, I think that's a very good point. And I don't know that I, like, I, I don't want to get stuck on a world building that choice. No, because then it's just, a st- and now we're just story building. We're not- <laughs> yeah, well, and then we're just we're building a mechanic, and I don't want to do that. Right. But I think the, I think the that point is really good. Yeah. You should have some choice have to be made at some point so that teaching them the alternate history matters. But then depending on, on, on how you get to the catastrophe and maybe this isn't ever explained. Yeah. Maybe that I, I think that could be the most interesting story thing is that like, maybe it's that, okay, hold on. So say they know that the world got to a catastrophe, but they don't know how. They don't know why. They don't know what it was. Right. All they know is that's where they were, and they mm. were cast back in time. Mm. And that maybe through that, by by doing the casting of that, the the mages like fucked with their minds. Yeah, they and lost they went, their memory, and they went mad, and they couldn't remember it. Yeah, but there was all this clear documentation that like about like the end of the world. Or yeah. something and like it's dated or I, I don't know like i, I like you, you work around the that but you, that's just set dressing that doesn't yeah but it's but it's setting up what i'm getting is like trying to set it up that like you have a situation where the world like you know the world was going to end you don't know why you don't know how right you know it was averted by doing a hard reset mm-hmm. so you don't even know where the traps are i like that so then you create a paranoia among the civil yeah. like among people that like is this the, the thing that leads us to destruction we don't know, and and you can create a lot of factions out of. We think that we think cool. this way is it, it is the way that w- we'll be fucked. We think it's this way actually, and you and you create a friction that is not around what's the right call. It's about what's the wrong call, right? Because we have to avoid that. I like that a lot. 
and I think it would be interesting if I think too much unknown could lead to too much paranoia. Yeah. I think you don't know what happened. You don't know what happened. Sorry. You don't know what happened. You don't know why it happened. You don't know how it happened. But you know when it happened. Or you know where it happened. Or you know some piece of information. Yeah. I think that because otherwise it's like you're just sort of living in this complete yeah, 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 yeah. chaos, right? Like, and it's okay. Like, so I think, I think a little information, even if it I, proves to be wrong, sort of like, you know, the, yeah. the, the end of dayers who keep predicting the end of the world wrong. Yeah. Okay. I think here's what it is. Take back what, like, go back to what I was saying about like, they did this. It fucked with all their memories. They can't remember what happened. Mm. They, all they have is documentations where they have, names of stuff on there like uh a like names of places names of people names of of variables Mm. there's names of variables involved in this catastrophe Mm -hmm. and that's what they have to go off of yeah they have and so they have these like these things that they're trying to piece together what is this what is this location that is named here we have never, no one has ever found a place that, that seems to match this description. Right. And then, and no one. But we know it has to be here somewhere because we know we're in the we know it We know it exists somewhere in the world. Right. We, we just, have we just not discovered it? Whatever it is. And then you create this, um, like they are, they are prophecies. Yeah. They're miniature prophecies and it's deciphering them. And, but they also may never come to pass in an all, in this newer version, this newer mm-hmm. reality, because it could be that there's a name of a person there's a name of a organization or whatever, a name of a, a like a foreign power has mm-hmm. this name involved in it, and you meet that foreign power, and and you immediately are like, no, oh no, it's them, right? Like, they're the thing, right? And it's that's not true at all, yeah. But you've you have misread the tease because you have some information of just some names, but you don't know how they relate to, the, to each other, right? So you so you create. A lot of paranoia, but you create paranoia only on specific topics. I agree. Yeah, I think that, and I think that's good. And that create, I like, I like what you're saying about maybe the very act of moving into the past made it impossible for it to occur. Like, sort of. Yeah. It's it would be the same as Dorothy having notes about beware the wicked witch of the east beware the wicked witch of the east but then in coming to oz it's like well she landed on the witch of the east she's dead so yeah like, you, you you undid it already uh, right you see what i mean like yeah yeah and in I, moving yourself to the past maybe you completely you know they say oh the catastrophe was supposed to happen on mount doom or yeah. mount tomb fine it was supposed to happen on mount tomb but in transporting yourself to the past you moved a gigantic city through space time so that it completely displaced Mount Tomb. And there is no Mount Tomb in this now yeah, alternate all that, future. Yeah, all that rock is just now broken up and spread, and spread over across the mountain range. Right. I I think that is really interesting because then I think there should definitely be no catastrophe then in the end. Yeah. And that the catastrophe is the paranoia that rips apart the society right. in the end. And it's the, the catastrophe was the humans caused it all along you yep. know kind of thing where it's it, it was a self-fulfilling prophecy that something w- something would happen to them yep. but nothing actually ever was going to happen to right. them a very twilight zone all right well that's that yeah 
lightning round. All right, what do you have? Uh, so I'm taking the term dead empire uh, literally, where you discover the remains of an empire, but it is um, made up entirely of dead necrotizing flesh. And as you continue to explore, you eventually discover the City of Teeth. There it is. It's made a comeback. It's the City of Teeth in the lightning round. Um, fuck you, but also that's great. Um, Fleshies. Okay. What about you? All right. Mine is uh taking taking it quite literally uh but what do you need to have what do you need to be an empire quote-unquote interns no all you need is an emperor oh they don't have an emperor the the emperor is dead there is no successor they can't name one they are in a they are in a gridlock the empire is currently dead and it is like they're trying to like they're in a stasis everybody in the empire is like what do we belong to? And no one's trying to to secede. Everybody wants to stay in the empire. Everyone wants to be the empire, the emperor. But nobody can figure out who's supposed to be the emperor next because the emperor didn't have a clear heir, or the emperor's heir died with the emperor. So I like that. I like the emperor's heir dying with the emperor. Yeah, or the, the emperor's heirs. Like multiple people. Like the whole line of succession is basically imploded all at once, very much like the designated survivor issue. Yeah, yeah. And then they don't know what to do, and so they're like who are we we don't have and so they're like they're ruling by like a fiat right now yeah or like by a council but like but then they're not technically an empire because they need an emperor to be an empire so they are just stuck. i see what you're saying <laughs> what's stuck for you kyle i think it's it is the vibes that we created for my idea around it like being a horror concept yeah. the lovecraftian unknowable horrors the 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 tension of walking around this um ghost city uh, cities walking around this entire empire where like there's nothing there but you feel like there is constantly mm-hmm. that vibe is that so visceral to me yeah and uncomfortable and i love it yeah so that's that's definitely what was that's for me. really it, yeah it's very it's also the it's it's specifically the vibe that i was talking about and i, I think i described it of like when it happens where there is all this, there's a constant like hum of of the empire on the valley below, where, where the you know a lot of peasants and normal people live, and then when all of a sudden it just goes out like a light, yeah. Because and there's just a huge silence over over the world, yeah. And how do you cope with that, right? Um, so and the yeah. people that try and go figure out what happened never come back so you never get any answers necessarily maybe they do maybe some come back or maybe they come back mad and crazy yeah who knows? who knows all right um what's like for you um i really liked what we did with with the the time abyss where the the paranoia the the, the paranoia leading not to you did successfully avoid the calamity that occurred in the first time but you ended up causing a second one yeah I think like that's just really it's very human, very human. So like I said, so Twilight Zone, so bleak and so like kind of beautiful in its own. Like I don't yeah. mean beautiful, like yeah, yeah, pretty. I, I but, know what you mean. Yeah, um, I, that's sort of that is the best way to take advantage of that concept of the time abyss, like you know, concept without it getting too timey wimey. Yeah. So I, I thought that was great. Awesome. That's stuck for us. Let us know what's stuck for you. Emails in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.